All right. The ice draft and NFL golf episode edition of the bottom line bombs on sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by bird dog shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com backslash pool. That's birddogs.com backslash pool. Now we hit this music button. It seems low. Everything seems low. I need to turn my headphones up a bit, I think. There I am. Hello. Sorry. I'm just saying to myself, that old rap video. Turn my headphones up a bit. Yo, producer, turn them down a bit. No, turn it up a bit. I'm about to drop. I'm about to spit some bombs. Anyway, I am CJ Sullivan, your host of the Bottom Line Bombs. I am the man in the box. Really leaning into this whole radio voice thing. Hold on, let me let me, let me tweet out and tell everyone else to, uh, to to come join me. I like to start off with the old slow pace. Problem with Twitter is, I mean, it, it first of all, nothing working, nor does it matter. Um, here I am, though. I want to quote tweet this with. This is what I want to do. I want to quote tweet it. Come into YouTube comments because that's how you guys do the comments. Um, I can't I can't lean over and type and talk into a microphone at the same time. That's why you're hearing that awkward silence here. As a professional, see this all the man in the box, bottom line bumps. All right, now I will turn that off. Um, because I'm that's why, that's why I don't like bringing the computers and the laptops anyway. I like bringing the papers and the passion and the clipboard. And that's what I got today. But I need the computer a lot. I need a computer a lot because on today's show, like I said, we're going to talk about the NHL draft, which is happening today on Wednesday, June 28th. If you're listening to this later, I apologize. I don't worry because I also have uh, golf bombs for you for the entire weekend. That's right. The Rocket Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit is this weekend. So I'll get those bombs. You can sweat them out all weekend. But there's also the match, which is uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Seth Curry and Clay Thompson and Travis Kelsey. Just in case you can't get enough of Travis Kelsey recently. They do that cheesy ball. And that's tomorrow night. And there's actually some betting values in there. So we're not, we're not, we're not poo-pooing that. Plus, there's there's some good stuff we can talk about where we can just talk about uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah, we're doing hot. We're doing hot. It's the summer. It's the uh, God damn it! This flu. <sighs> I feel like my um, my show is more. It's like you're listening to someone. Talking on a distracted phone call. I just realized that. Because anytime something pops up on my computer, I get I get angry and frustrated, and things pop up all the time, especially the websites I visit. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were we saying? Oh yeah, the match. So we got golf bombs. We got the hockey draft, and we we're hot. That's what we were saying. It's the summer. These summer lazy days. The dog days. I will get in the NFL soon, but you got to embrace baseball. And we went three and zero on Monday's bombs. That was fun. If you follow the bomb, the bomb's been hot all June. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna make a nice uh, tout video of my month of June. My been a bit hot, not including the 90 to one winner of the U.S. Open, three and zero last show with LSU uh, winning the World Series, highest rated World College World Series since three College World Series ago, which I still don't think they outranked the Little League World Series. They seem like the same exact thing. They all go to the same ballpark in the middle of the country. They're just grown up and they're still hitting a metal bats. Why are they hitting aluminum bats? But anyway, glad they did. Glad LSU did. They did. They scored uh, 18 runs. Uh, we also had the over in Baltimore. Despite the rain delay, that easily hit. That was Monday night. They won like 
whatever. And the Mariners run line that was three and zero. So that's three and zero. Three and zero bombs. I'll, I'll I'll tout that. Take out all the winners you can get. Um, real quick, last night the Angels Shohei Otani. Oh, I forgot to start the damn stopwatch. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's tilting. You got to start the stopwatch. Anyway, back to the game. Last night, uh, Angels White Sox at the big halo in Anaheim. I tried to get friends to go. I wanted to go. Shohei was pitching. It was Japanese Heritage Night, which they said just happened to fall on the night Otani's pitching. Okay, well, if that's true, one, who the fuck is your marketing department? What? How, how are they not lining it up? What do you mean it just happens to fall? How do you dumb luck fall into that? Why would you admit that? They say, no, yeah, we did it because Otani's pitching, you idiot. Why wouldn't we? He's the biggest star in the world. He's the biggest star in Asia. He's the reason why they're here. Anyway, it was just, it was just an odd statement. It just had, what a coincidence. It just happened to be during an Otani start. Well, okay. That shouldn't be the case, but all right. Um, so now I'm going to add five minutes. Anyway, so he's playing the White Sox yesterday. I got plenty of Chicago friends and fans and friends, friends and fans, White Sox fans in particular. That's the kind of Chicago people I like. I don't want to know if you're a Cub. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't mind Cub fans as long as you grew up in Chicago. I don't want the problem with Cub fans because they come from all over and they just adopt the Cubs. And I get it. And Cubs were the team because of WGN. And uh, if you grew up, you grew up, especially in the Midwest, and you had no other team. You got, you got Cubs. You got WGN. It was on every day. But then it become, oh, man, it's one of the worst places. My uh, great friend, Pat Bryce, the late great Pat Bryce, RIP, he used to always say about uh, the Wrigley Field. Because Wrigley Field is one place where I hate every single guy but love every single woman. And that was old Laddie Bryce. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's not the point. Point is, White Sox fan, I've, I've, he was a White Sox fan. <laughs> More than a White Sox fan. So I'm like, let's go. Let's go to the game. We got Otani pitching. Uh, he's making history every night. They're playing the White Sox. Who are, all right, they're, they're the White Sox. Fair enough. They're, a lot of White Sox fans have checked out. Fair, and I, I get that. And all the answers we got, like, ah, Anaheim, I don't know. Let's check traffic. You do check traffic, it's like an hour and a half. Anaheim, it takes an hour and a half to get there and 10 minutes to come back. It's a nightmare. But that's how LA just started. When I talk about LA sports fans, that's, they have a point when it comes to that. Everyone had a thousand different excuses and funny bits for the text threads, why we're not going to go. Meanwhile, this guy is and then when they say, well, <laughs> he's not on the national stage. He's with the Angels. They're right. It doesn't matter. They're, you know, 10 miles away from Los Angeles, but whatever. It might, it might as well be on the fucking moon. Actually, he'd, he'd get a lot more coverage if he was on the moon, obviously. So what did Otani do last night? He only uh, did something that hasn't happened since 1896. And when they say it hasn't happened since 1896, I'm pretty sure they're just guessing. Because who knows what the fuck happened in 1896. They, they just phoned in stats back then. How, who was keeping those stats? Yeah, he hit five home runs and struck out 20 guys. And then he sold the popcorn and sold 20 beers. And he had a grand slam. And then he saved a, a, <laughs> saved a cat out of a burning tree on the way home. What are you talking about? Ah, that was old Abner hair pomade double day. But what Otani did last night was he pitched a game, struck out 10, gave up one run, hit, went three for three at the bat, two home runs, one of them one-handed after he had to come out because he hurt his fingernail, so he swung one-handed opposite field home run. And they're like, yeah, this hasn't happened since... <laughs> Since so the 1700 Cleveland, the Cleveland grease balls. I know there's a famous tweet of the, of the Akron groomsmen or whatever the hell it is. Um, but it didn't happen. I'm watching. I just watched something on TV. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All because of LA traffic. We not, we're not, we don't go see this. And it's true. 
That's how bad the traffic is here. It's a nightmare. It's not worth it. Anyway. <coughs> He'll be it. <coughs> oh, God. I'm just, I'm horrible. I apologize, listeners, but it's coughing. I was told it, I was told it was dairy. People say you got to stop with the dairy. I'm always do dairy. I got I do my Starbucks here because it's like I said, I, I only go because I don't get too into the Starbucks already. But uh I do get almond milk. I think I got half and half. I get the light cream. I like I guess that's dairy. But at home I have an almond beverage thing I get from Trader Joe's. That's always a shady word. Beverage drink. Al it's an almond non dairy almond beverage drink formula a thing. So it's a uh, it's a milk. No, no, no. We didn't say that. It's not that. So it's it's a it's a drink, right? Well, we don't. It's not that. We can't technically say that either. It is a liquid, though. Sometimes, depending on the temperature, then it becomes matter. Then it becomes gas. Then back to liquid. So, put in your coffee and get get going with your day. Anyway, all right. So on today's bottom line bombs, welcome again. If you are here in the comments, welcome. We love it. And uh, if not, doesn't matter. You're listening to the podcast. Anyway, you listen to me. Like I said, NHL draft. We'll do that right after the break. And we got the golf bombs, with the uh, Rocket Mortgage, and the the match celebrity match one. And we'll do, of course, man at the box at the end. I have a couple different man in the boxes I want to get to at the end. Um, who knows? Well, who knows? Because, like I said, these are the slow days. But first, let me tell you about bird dogs. Of course. Bird dog shorts that make you look good. Stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and leg. Give you a truly sculpted look. I, I say that because I was just feeling I'm wearing shorts today myself. And I'm, and I'm sad to say I am not wearing bird dog shorts. I need to buy some bird dog shorts. I will. Matter of fact, I'm going to do that after the show. I'm going to order me some bird dog shorts because mine has a hole in it in the crotch. My, a, a ball hole, if you will. A bird. I mean... You can bird dog that, I guess. That's the thing with shorts. Shorts and balls go are too close to get to each other in the hand to hand, at least for the guys, obviously, and the girls some nowadays. <laughs> Not to get into uh, the, the whole gender fluidity thing for uh, an ad read. <laughs> I'm sure bird dog shorts would prefer that, <clears throat> right? Get in, toss their hat in the old transgender ring. The old transgender ring, getting that, getting those debates that are somehow uh, deciding elections now. That's 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 a pretty cool thing that we've gotten into. <laughs> I think all gender fluidity was that was only like a like a six months long. Now it's right back in the transgender, but back to the nuts and bolts of it, if you will. Anyway, let me let me get, let me get back let me get back to the ad read. <laughs> Where am I going? Oh yeah, the shorts. They're great shorts. They're great khaki shorts. I mean, you can get all kinds of shorts, mesh, trunks, the whole thing. But get yourself a nice pair of khakis for the summer, I say. Go to birddogs.com backslash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddog.com backslash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. And now we are back. Um, yeah. Before we get into the hockey draft, which we are going to talk about now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I might as well finish that statement. The, finish that thought I said about gender fluidity. I feel like that was that was hot. It had its moment, gender fluidity, for like eight months, a year or so, and then then the whole this whole transgender uh, hot button issue kind of went back to the forefront. Or like, oh, let's get real about this, you know? Fluidity is not a state of mind. You're either in, you're either in, or you're out. Surgery or not. Let's go. You're really putting on, you know. I always said uh, for the gender fluid folk, um, they I bet they I bet they decide real quick when they're getting a haircut of what they are that they want to see the different prices. <laughs> Those women haircut prices, jeez Louise! It's like one hundred fifty dollars, man. Twenty bucks, get me out of here. That's what I am today, good sir or ma'am. Anyway. Uh, let's get into it. NHL draft. Let's do some, uh, I don't know what to do, 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 do. Then he pulls out and, and it's just hard. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, yeah, let's get some beer sounds. Cause it is hockey draft. It's ice draft. Now I've, now, as you know, the man in the box, he just oven. 
I was dominating the hockey playoffs. Dominating just ice system bombs, everything. Because I love I, what I love about hockey is the hilarity of it. And there, and there, we're gonna have a lot. Um, hockey's one. Of the, I think I think pound for pound the funniest sport out there. Everything about it. Uh, it's from the Stanley Cup to the the award just went out. And now they had the draft a week a week after the cup's over with draft night. Uh, there's gonna be some names. You don't know, and I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce, but we're going to do it anyway. The number one pick is Connor Bedard. Everyone knows that. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. He's uh, he's the Wembiana of the hockey. And then after that, no one knows. So we're going to give us, I think there are some good bombs and uh, opportunities that we can have. So uh, there's two stories. There's Connor Bedard's story. And the other story is... Um, Hold on. Jesus Christ, what things popping up? The other story is Russia with the hockey draft. So th- there's a big question mark. There's a lot of great Russian players, and they're signed to Russian leagues, and that's not that's nothing new with the NHL. That, they'll draft guys that are signed with Russian leagues and work with them so they can do split this thing or have them buy them out or whatever. But now that Russia's in war with Ukraine... And there's a coop taking out the military, and who knows what the hell's going on over there? And they're drug, and they're throwing our WNBA players in jail for weed. Then they're murdering and they're <laughs> assassinating you if you wear a pride jersey. Things are getting a little dicey. Okay. So the GM. So it's funny when they talk about these players. So they're like some of these players, like uh, uh, who's the one guy we'll talk about. Mikulov, Matvey Mikulov, his name is. He's like he's a superstar, one of the best talent. He'd be the number one pick if it wasn't for Bedard in any other year, but he might not even go top ten because of this whole Russian war thing. They're like, yeah, and he's and he's under contract for like five years, but like, but it's so funny listening to hockey GMs talking geopolitics, you know. Yeah, they're mucking and grinding in there. That whole mess, that whole mess over there. And uh, well, hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll work itself out. What the annihilation of another country? Yes, we hope that annihilation will work out. Um, the pride jersey thing is another thing with Russia. Oh my God, that's something. NHL uh, announced that they will no longer have pride jerseys. As we as we wrap up Pride Month here in June, <laughs> the NHL and it's so amazing. So I was like, NHL's homophobic. And NHL's like, well, it's not exactly that. We, I mean, yeah, we are, but we we're not usually we usually aren't public about it. All sports teams are homophobic, but we're not usually public about it. Uh, however, since we do a lot of business with Russia, we like to respect their policies, and their policies is to murder anyone who says they're gay. So we don't like to, you know, step on any toes when it comes to culture wars. Very, very brave of the NHL to do this. <laughs> Connor uh, McDavid just spoke out about it, and uh, and, it, and it's a real thing. Like you know, what I mean, like these, you know, the Russian, the Russian government's fucking crazy, dude. They're gonna hurt. They'll. You saw what they did with Brittany Griner. So if you even speak out, like, and you know, whatever. They can throw you in jail. So why would you why would you risk it? Eh, I guess and then you go down to causes. You need someone. Anyway. Um, so that's the story of this draft. Can we deal with crazy Russian governments? Uh let's get into some ups. Um speaking of Mikolov, let me get to the one story, which is so funny. You know, it's it's kind of like the NFL. I, I, I definitely think it's more like the NBA. It's a combination between the NBA draft and the NFL draft. Because um, you don't, it's like the NBA draft where we don't know who the fuck these people are. Their names. We go by some, you know. They're awkward. Like the NBA drafts are fun. But they also, but but it's also hockey GMs and guys. So they take it seriously like the NFL where they're like grilling you with questions and like, you know, those bizarre. Like we know they, they try to they try to like rattle you and like get, I mean, they ask the stupid most insane questions like NFL style when I was like Des Bryant if his mom's a hooker and sold drugs and shit. Um, <laughs> there was a one story about um, 
Reinbacher. Let me get into it. Where the fuck? Jesus Christ, these interviews. Hold on. There we go. Sorry. Uh, David Reinbacher. Anyway, yeah, we're going to break them. Let me break down some bombs. Um, Reinbacher is the number one defenseman. His over under is six and a half, although it's heavily juiced to minus 350. Now, you could have got it at minus 160 and I kind of let that number slip. I'm going to give out a few NHL draft bombs that I like that you can still play today. And some that I already got, <laughs> which is no help for you because I can't recommend them at the numbers they're at. Reinbacher is one of them. Reinbacher, I think, I tell you, Reinbacher, I think, is a, a, a fun play to do is to go number five overall. Now, that is plus 180. We're going to give that out. Reinbacher, Dave Reinbacher, the best defenseman in the draft to go number five overall, plus 180. The reason why I say that is because number one's going Bedard, of course. Then two, probably Carlson. His number's been going crazy. Carlson's been like, he was like a minus 700. Now he's only a minus 250. There's a choice between him and uh, Will Smith, I think, actually. Not Carlson. Uh, Carlson's going to go for Um Good Lord. Let me, let me pull out the. Uh... Fantilli. Adam Fantilli, the big center. He's now at minus 475. These odds have been going crazy. Now he's at minus 475. So that he's not worth playing at two, although I do think there's a chance Carlson goes two. But I think it'll go Fantilli. Um, so we're not touching that. But number three, so Carlson's the favorite. Now Will Smith. Oh my God. Now Will Smith's plus 170. These odds are changing every minute. And then it goes Carlson four. And then five, Carlson will definitely go. Well, Carlson at four is plus 200. Jesus Christ. These things are all over the place. What a fun draft. I don't know what I'm giving out. All right. I want to give out those. I think so. I think it goes. So just to recap, I'm trying to recap my mind. Bernard one, of course, Fantilli two. And then we get fun times at three. We're going to give out Will Smith plus 170. I got him at 350, but whatever. And then for Carlson at four, now he's at plus 200. Also could have had him at plus 26. We're going to give that out. So those are three. Those are two good dogs. And now Reinbacher is the third dog. Fifth overall. He's back to plus 200. There we go. Two to one, plus 200. He's over under, like I said, is six. And a half. If he doesn't go five, he's going to go six. Here's the story. So, so Reinbacher, so we're hoping he's going to go five to Montreal. He was asked, uh, you know, what's the craziest question some GM or scouts I said to him? What's the toughest question? He, here's his answer. He goes, Reinbacher goes, a GM goes to me, it's World War II, and you're captain of a boat, and you have to bomb an enemy boat. But teammates are swimming in the ocean. What do you do? I said, uh, no, I wouldn't because uh, I wouldn't do it because I want to save my teammates. I'm like, look, guys, I don't do it because they're my teammates, so I wouldn't uh, kill my teammates, you know? Makes sense? And they were like, you have to do it. It's an order. And I was like, no, no, I, I won't do it. So it's kind of, uh, you know, not the best thing to talk about. <laughs> what the fuck would I even try to prove with that question? You imagine a hockey, my Canadians coming, all right, it's World War II, son, sir. And the, the San Jose Sharks. There's sharks and there's actual sharks in there too, and there's players going out, and you have to bomb them. It's an order, dude. What was it? That's was that the Stanford social experiment when they're shocking people in the other room, and you could they would just listen to them with the lab coat. What an insane question to see if you could play hockey for their team. These GMs and scouts are out of their minds. What they think the would the pros they get the right to draft someone. This whole draft process, I said before, it's like an illegal slave auction. These players should be able to go. They're the best at their job. They should be able to choose where they want to play. But that's not, of course, how these leagues work. They own them. Imagine answering that question. <laughs> You're the captain of a boat of World War II. Do you bomb your teammates to kill the enemy? Are you a killer, sir? Uh, no, I'm a hockey player. I play, def I play defense. And, uh, you know, I can pass a lot. I can skate. You want to see me skate? 
Do you kill when you skate? <laughs> no, I don't. Anyway, all right. That's, <laughs> that's I just think that's fucking hilarious. All right, now let me go over the actual bombs for this hockey draft. And tonight's draft, you're going to see a lot of gray suits, a lot of navy blue suits. It's the opposite of the NBA, although I was disappointed in the NBA suits. A lot of hair gel, a lot of acne, a lot of back knee, and just gray men's outlet Smith suits, you know? Men's warehouse, if you will. Men's outlet, men's warehouse suits. Nothing very exciting. Spitting chicklets. Maybe you'll see some girlfriends with missing teeth because they spit it out, but you know, they they hold the teeth. I like it. All right. So um let's give out a few a few of the bombs like I said, like I had that, that here's a couple you can do. Nate Danielson. Over 10 and a half. I got it at 120. Right now it's at 165. That's still worth playing. Nate Danielson. Let me see where he's. They have him going in the mock draft here. Basically, my analysis is come is uh, reading a few mock drafts and looking at the line. This is gonna be this is gonna be a tough one. This is uh right around the line. One mock draft has him going at 11, seven or 12. Nate Danielson's a center from the Brandon Wheat Kings, of course, the famous Brandon Wheat Kings. And uh You know, so over 10 and a half, I don't see him going top 10. So let's bomb that one. Now that Mathel Mikoff, like I said, five and a half is over under the one who would be number one if it wasn't for the war in Russia. So that's at minus 120. That's an interesting one. I like over five and a half. I don't think he's going to go top five, even though he's like the number two talent. Because these guys don't know what the fucking they, they don't you still know what's going on with Russia. They're like, why should I deal? With, I mean, there's a chance you draft, you draft these guys, and one uh, they never come over to America, or two it's like four or five years from now. Who knows what nation it's going to be? Who knows if they're a front for pussy riot or whatever the hell is going on there in Russia? I mean, so I think it's, I think the war and them not understanding the news. Is is big enough, or that whole coop story, which I still don't understand. I still don't understand. Like I'm some expert, I don't understand anything. Um, <laughs> so I think that's a safe play at minus one twenty. We'll give that out. Bomb that. Mikhov over five and a half. Um, let's see another one you can get. That's not bad. No, here it is. Oliver Moore under fourteen and a half. I like Oliver Moore a lot, actually. Actually, I have, to, I have to send it in there. Um, he, I think, might be a top 10 flick. They got him. They have the Blues taking him at 10. He's an American. So at 14 and a half, and you can still get that at minus 120. I think that's a huge part. I'm not going tap into that a little more, actually. I mean, matter of fact, that, 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 that line can't still be the same, right? It's an old. Let me take a look at what Oliver Moore, uh, his current. Let me see what his current. Current line is this. See what the hockey steam, what the puck news, the puck, uh, the puck daddy, I guess. Oh, it's not at minus 150 now. And I still like it. Sorry about that. I'll update those odds. Matter of fact, I'm going to tap a little in there more while I'm at it. Um, I mean, that's a great, that's a great, great play. Sorry about that. Um, other than that, other ones I can't. I can't in good conscience tell you about. I have uh, Dvorsky, Delaware Dvorsky, who's another great defenseman. He's at minus, I got him at minus, under eight and a half, 165. He's at now minus 350. So I got good closing line value for that, as they say. Um, Cody Barlow, under 16 and a half. That was at minus 150. That's at now minus 250. Um, So there's a lot of these. So let me. Let me recap real quick. The NHL draft. This is all confusing. All these names. There's some good American players, by the way. I should I should talk about that a little bit. Um, Ryan Leonard. His over under is six and a half. He's he's been a hot commodity. See, that's the thing with these American when it lean, when you're leaning between the American and the Russian and the foreigners when, when it, with Russia this year. 
these teams might go American. Not just to be patriotic, just because they know where, they know where the hell they're going to be. Who knows where these guys are going to be in Russia? Anyway, it'll be fun to see all the same d- golf collared shirts and hair gel and the lettuce, as they say, with their hair, hockey hair getting in there. Um, there's so many. There's there's so many props you can get to, but the, I, it's so crazy because of the way these lines are moving. Anyway, all right, let me. Um, Catholics don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're above the fracas, aren't we? No, I got a Bob Huggins. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Although I could talk Bob Huggins as well. Um, all right, let me take a uh, quick break because this thing's already this hockey draft has already gotten away from me. You know, I need I need to get my soundboards where up where they make sense too. These sounds make no sense for me. All right, so let me real quick when I come back. I'll get into golf, other sport with white guys with sticks. Today's a white guys with sticks episode, hockey and golf. <laughs> you believe that? There's sports where they let white guys carry sticks and swing them at people and balls and pucks. Anyway, we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. What? Is that funded by the LIV tour? Speaking of white guys with sticks, it's a lot of money. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to get to win over Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 100% deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And thank you, everybody, for watching on YouTube. Hold on, I need to... uh... Mark down the number, I think. Plus five, though. Who knows when I started the goddamn stopwatch. Anyway, we are back on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You are listening to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Today's is the uh, White Guys with Sticks episode. We just broke down the hockey draft and gave out plenty of bombs. I'll recap them maybe at the end of the show. Um, now we're more White Guys with Sticks. Golf! All of a sudden, I've become a golf show ever since I gave out that U.S. Open winner, 90-1. to 1. So now we got more golf. We have... Um, there's two... Tour- there's... Uh, there's a tournament this weekend. The Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. It's going to be hot. And there's going to be more minus 30 birdies, of course, going on there. Um, and then there's the the match tomorrow. The big celebrity. They keep doing this fucking match thing. I don't know who. I don't even know who this is for anymore. Where it's Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes or Seth Curry and uh, Clay Thompson. There's been a lot of renditions. The first one, it used to be Tiger versus Phil. That was the match. That was on Thanksgiving. That was that was that was good shit. And they started juicing it up and giving them partners and Tiger and a athlete and someone else and Phil and an athlete. And then they had one where I I've I uh I might have had my biggest um bet. One of my biggest bets I ever made was on the match. Actually, that's why that's why I, I owe it to give a little bit of analysis to the match. Two of the biggest bets I remember making. All right, uh, people are doing people. People have telling me. People have telling me. Uh, Captain Sano's here. He's driving home. Listen to CJ drop some bombs. JC from Casey, welcome. Make sure you like and drop YouTube's. Cheers to beer says he's doing yard work. People like to tell me what else they're doing besides listening to me, which I like. I, hey, if I can provide background fodder for you and make you distracted, that's fine. Um, yeah, anyway, the two of the biggest bets I ever made. One was the Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor bet. I think I got him and I'm like minus 500. I'm like, this line should be minus 8,000. The only reason why his line was small was racism. 
<laughs> and so we got a racist value there. It was like it was like uh, Harlem Knights, you know. Everyone's gonna bet the white guy. And it was Ben Conner because they wanted him to beat Floyd better. They're like, wait a minute, a guy who's never boxed before is gonna fight the greatest offensive boxer of all time? Okay. The only way, I mean, I I put a lot of money on it, and it won. But I was like, the only way this could not win is if this is fixed. Which is just a possibility. I mean, there's always a possibility. But I did know that Mayweather is not above fixing something. And and what she probably did. He carried him probably for more rounds than to make it a show. He's for that, but he's not gonna lose. He cared nothing more. He cares nothing more than about his undefeated record. That's why he cherry picked it all the time. So I was pretty confident at that. The other one, though, was the match between Phil Mickelson. It was Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley golfing against Peyton Manning. And Seth Curry and Peyton Manning, Seth Curry were the favorites because of how bad Barkley was at golf. And they were doing an alternating shot uh, technique, what you know, techniques, uh, <laughs> rules. And there was talks about how Barkley improved his swing, which he has improved his swing, but Barkley has a famous, terrible swing. But that was the reason why Manning and Manning and Curry are good golfers. Curry's a really good golfer. Manning's good too, but Curry's really good. Um, but I'm like, how are like I, their favorite over a professional golfer? Phil Mickelson, say what you want about him. People don't understand. People do not understand how good professional golfers are at golf. They do not miss shots ever. I don't care if you're a scratch. I don't care if you're an eight handicap like Peyton Manning or something like that. You're going to have bad shots. They're going to be bad. These guys never do. Not in a fucking walk around like I don't care if Barkley kicked the ball for his shot and then Mickelson fucking like puts it in and that's what and they and they did they they killed him so that was my two biggest bets anyway so that brings it so now they've got rid of the golfer altogether now it's just athletes now it's just fucking football players and basketball players so you got Seth Curry is good and Patrick Mahomes is good Seth Curry is better than Mahomes that was Travis Kelsey Better than Clay Thompson? That's the question because they're doing scramble, which is, I guess that's an alternating shot too. 12 holes in Vegas. That's tomorrow night. Speaking of uh, side note, I hate Travis Kelsey. I'm getting very sick of fucking Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. He is everywhere and he's so annoying now. <laughs> Catherine is saying, no, you shouldn't bet big on the Washington generals. That's correct. Well, the Washington generals, it took 300 losses for that, for that point spread to wise up. That's, that's a difference there. Captain is saying, no. um, but Oh my God, what Travis Kelsey, you hear Travis Kelsey you say he, how, uh, podcasting is the hardest job in the effing world. That was, that was an article. He came out. He's right. Tra Travis is right. You guys are welcome. Travis wouldn't, Travis wouldn't survive five minutes inside this box, baby. <laughs> I love when he's fucking celebrities. Podcast podcasting used to be a thing. I know we're all listening to podcasts now, but now it's all celebrities and podcasts. Someone said, it's like when college people go back to high school and they go to high school parties. Like, what are you doing? This isn't for you. Get the fuck out of here. People do podcasts, celebrities say, I want to do a podcast, but that's just me being me. Travis Kelsey goes, I had no idea, but no, you know, now it's a frenzy because I won the Super Bowl. Luckily, my brother's good. And I got to like Jason Kelsey because he's an eagle, although he's he's the definitely the better Kelsey brother. Hardest job in the world. Well, you don't have to do it, Travis. You could just be a superstar football player and live the perfect life that way. Why do you have to do podcasts? Why do all these people have to do podcasts? They have so many fucking, I don't, not even athletes. You know what? If NBA players want to tell stories, that's fine. Trash talking stories and shit. That's fun stuff. But to have these, yeah, I just go in there and I just talk and next, you know, I got a billion followers and they love hearing my shit. So there's some big cat and PFT commentator and Barstool. Barstool, good God. I don't want to attack any other ones, but uh, you know. I, I can't get it, I can't I can't get them out of my algorithms. These barstool clips. It's coming my fucking feed everywhere. 
Jesus, it's an onslaught. It's the same shit, the same bros. I don't even know what to do. Chugging, chugging beers, the whole media empire for people that quote movies as their personality, as their entire personality is movie quoting. You got Barstool. Anyway, go, keep going, Travis Kelsey. So let's get to the line. So that being said, Curry and Clay are huge favorites in this game. The game, this match. It's only 12 holes. Let's see what the line is at now. I want to go. I want to go ahead and uh, exhibition. I gotta, I gotta, you gotta find this one. They're minus three ten favorite. Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey are plus two forty five. And there's a couple props you can bet too. One, I do like. Obviously, you got to favor Curry and Clay Thompson. I favor them early. One was to take the first lead early on minus one eighty. I'll give that out as a bomb. But. I'm not going to lay 310 on Clay Thompson's golf game. I'm not. So bet little, sprinkle a little bit. Let's take the dog here, the most hated Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes at plus 245. The reason why, even last year, they had, uh, uh, I think it was Rodgers and Brady were the teammates, and they were huge favorites, and they had to make like a huge putt on the last hole just to win against Mahomes. Mahomes can play. He bombs it. He's a fucking people understand too. These football players, how much bigger they are than Curry and Clay Thompson. They're gonna crush the ball. I don't think either way. It's either way. It's not gonna be a blowout. You're gonna have a chance. So that's why I'll I'll, I'll do it with Mahomes and Kelsey. Even though I root very root very hard against Travis Kelsey, and and then, and then they get into this wrestling motif. Good lord, I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it with Travis Kelsey. He's also talking about how he's underpaid, which fine. Say you're underpaid. That's great. Like, I know. I knew it. I like it. So stay where I'm at. Kansas City. So I have a good situation. Yes, you do. But I mean, do you have to do it all? Do you have to fucking, do you have to be a great, the greatest football player? Get all the girls, make all the money and tell you how you're underpaid and talk about how well, my podcast became a breeze. Podcasting's the toughest job in the world. It's it's not, by the way. As a man who's podcasting currently right now, I can assure you it is not the hardest job in the world. <laughs> it's not easy. I'm not saying anyone can do it, although anyone seems to be doing it. Um, to make him good. Not all, not all can do it by themselves. That's for sure. He 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 admits he needs his brother to tell stories. Not me. I'm in the box. Sure, everything I say doesn't make sense, nor is it listenable, but it's got passion and pauses like that. That's what happens when you're by yourself. And you're a combination of uh, Jim Rome and Alex Jones. You're screaming chaos, and I'll get to that man in the box segment in a little bit. But I have to break. I have to get into the Rocket Mortgage Classic, <laughs> which is happening in Detroit. It's going to be twenty-five under again. Last week the uh, the winner was at twenty-five under, or something like that. It's going to be like that again with Rory complaining about uh, how the technology's got obsolete, and I get it. And it has. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it when the tournaments are 2,400. He won't be there. Only 12 of the top 50 will be in there. So it's a pretty lot, lot of uh, opportunities for underdogs in this one. Long shots, I should say. But I'm, I'm going to focus on one guy. The equipment is uh, the equipment is incredible now. But, you know, but that's where they make money. Because these rich people, they buy new equipment every year. Then they toss away their brand new old equipment. I, I got an X off this window of Kelsey's face staring at me. Um, before I get into the new rules, and the, did you see? Did you see? Look, I'm talking. I am talking to you guys. When Rory Rory had his ball embedded at the U.S. Open, and he got that drop, and everyone was bitching about that. And then, then the USGA just came out and said, "Yeah, we were wrong with that ruling, but we were hoping Rory could just, you know, tie it up and maybe win the U.S. Open." We tried. So apparently they ruled it wrong. Well, what are you going to do? Luckily, Rory choked anyway, so it didn't matter. 
Golf is the only sport where people people like online they call in rule violations. It's a, it's a sport now fan base full of Karens. They try to get Wyndham Clark. He grounded his club. I'm calling up. Who are you calling to call in violations? But anyway, they said McElroy should have dropped the ball closer. Not as great of a drop he got. Golf rules are just <laughs> insane. And it's a gentleman's sport. You're supposed to self-govern. But you're self-governing your rules and the whole gentleman thing. But, but they're, they're the biggest pricks in the world, too. There's a guy who was supposed to be in a Rocket, ah, Rocket Mortgage Classic. Hayden Springer. He was going to be in a playoff, but then he turned himself in for a rule violation. He had 15 clubs in his bag. He played the round with 14, but then he had to, and then he went to the range to warm up before the playoffs and he added a 15th club and he forgot to take it out. And he noticed it. He noticed he didn't even play with it. He noticed it. So in the hole, it's like, oh shoot, I got a 15th club here. I got to take this out. But that's a two stroke penalty for some fucking reason. <laughs> they have so golf is so weird. They have so many rules experts and shit on the course with you. They all have clipboards. You're being followed around by clipboards, taking the surveys. Yep, that's two strokes. Sorry, your your kids don't get to eat this week. So it's not it's not worth the self governing rules. I'm not saying put your club in the sand trap or any of that shit, but it's something like that. Jesus God, Ugh, I couldn't even. But that but that's golf. It's a gentleman sports anyway. But they're also they're also snap your fucking head. These guys are all golf. It just creates anger. People are just angry out there. That's why they're yelling. That's why they're yelling about rules violation. That's a rule. That's why everyone's a Karen out there. I did get one fun story on my algorithm. By Titleist, they were talking about Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods. Speaking of the new equipment, he only plays with the short tees. Not the short tees, the regular tees. Tees we grew up with. Nowadays, it's all extra long tees, like six inches long because, you know, the new fucking sabermetrics, to, you know, or launch angles You with the Bryson and the Shane Boos, you want to get your driver head and cut an uppercut, you know, so the, tee, the ball's teed up very high. But Tiger wasn't raised on that. He's raised on normal tees, like myself. So he only does normal tees. And I guess one day there was a tournament. He said, hey, I need some tees. And Titleist like, didn't have any or whatever company it was. They only had the long tees. Like, oh, shit, we need short tees for Tiger. So they panicked and they started shaving down all the long, some bunch of long tees. The other guys were molding it so it looked like a regular tee. And the whole thing, you know, it was a whole assembly line. They're going nuts. And then this third guy walks in and goes, what are you guys doing? They're like, we don't have any short tees for Tiger. We're, we're trying to make them out of these long tees. And he's like, well, okay. Well, why don't you just tell Tiger to push the damn tee down another inch or two? And then it becomes a short tee. He's like, ah, yeah, that's a good point. Why don't you go ahead and tell Tiger Woods that? You can either tell him that or you can shut the fuck up and help us make these tees. And he's like, yeah, good point. Move over. Let me help you make tees. <laughs> I'm not telling a guy who's a walking billionaire who owns all of our jobs. That we don't have his teeth. Anyway, so like I said, there's going to be there's a lot of good opportunity for bombs. Speaking of bombs, long shot bombs at the Rocket Mortgage Classic and Hayden Springs. So let's give out a few of those. Um, Like I said, it's going to be like a minus 24 under. Putting is a big thing. We're going to focus on one guy, basically, though. Um, let, me give, let me give out the long shots first. We're going to go uh, Byun Hunan. He's at uh, 45 to 1. We'll give out him. Rye's been hot. He's at 60 to 1. And here's a nice one at 100 to 1. Lee Hodges. 100 to 1. Lee Hodges. That's one of my favorite long shot bombs. Um, just going to give out three of those. Cause because, so I am actually going to lock in on one of the favorites. And he's got a bad number. But he's been hot. He's been the story. This has got to be his week. Because now you got... He should have not should have won the U.S. Open, but he had it. He was leading the U.S. Open the entire way. We're talking about Ricky Fowler. 
Ricky Fowler's been hot. He's been hot coming into the U.S. Open. Then he made an announcement at the U.S. Open, and he kind of choked on Sunday. Last week, he was just as good on one of his – he got minus 30 courses. He's fucking – he was like at minus 18 or minus 15. Again, too many good players in that field, though. Ricky Fowler's never won a major. Ricky Fowler likes the orange shoes. Ricky Fowler likes social media. Yeah, Ricky Fowler is a commercial guy, but he, he's kind of like Greg Norman. He's a personality, but eh, he doesn't really like the pressure of big stuff. So now this week is a perfect tournament for him. The course plays perfectly for him. His entire game. He's hot, as hot as he's ever going to be. And nobody uh, good's playing in it. I mean, there are a few other guys, but nothing, you know, like I said, 12 of the top 50. So at 14 to one, we're going to drop a heavy bomb on Ricky Fowler to ship the Rocky Morris classic in Detroit. Ricky Fowler. And with that being said, I like three matchups with him as well. It was Ricky Fowler over JT. We're going to bomb that. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas has been terrible, but he had a good he had a good weekend last week, and so they priced him back like he's back like he's back. I'm gonna go ahead and assume he's not back. So minus one and a half, that's even money. Uh also over Colin Marcara. His game does not play well. He's not a great putter, so we're gonna do that. Ricky Fowler over Colin Marcara, minus one and a half. Bomb that. I was gonna do Fiend. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do my man M. Soon J M. He's a 20 to 1. But we're gonna take him in the matchup over Tony Finau bombing. So that is three matchup bombs. Ricky Fowler to win it. A couple long shots in there. And some hockey bombs. Jeez Louise. There's a lot of lot of a lot of white guys with stick bombs. It's incredible. Oh, geez, this is going. I forgot I started my stopwatch late, so this is kind of. This, this shows are going late. Um, do I have to recap the hockey? Let's just do it anyway. Well, I don't even know where they are. I'm all over the place. We did the hockey. You hear those papers <laughs> flying around? All right, let me do it real, real quick the hockey bombs, real quick. Uh, Mikoff over five and a half bomb that. Danielson over ten and a half bomb that. Oliver Moore under fourteen and a half bomb that. And then I had the outrights, right? Will Smith, number three overall, plus three fifty, bomb it. Leo Carlson fourth overall, plus two sixty, bomb it. And Reinbacher, two hundred. Plus 200, number five overall, the World War II captain who will not kill his teammates. <laughs> if they're, they would not, if they're in the water swimming by an enemy boat, he would not bomb. Good man, that Reinbacher. I hope the Canadians took that answer and decided, okay, he's good enough to play hockey for our team. So now let's get into the box. Oh my god. I keep coughing. Must be the dairy. Must be the dairy. Remember that song? <laughs> there are a lot of things I want to talk about. I, I was going to talk about the show The Bear, but I've I'll, I'll wait till next week. One because I haven't watched the new season yet. <laughs> I will watch it, but I already know what I'm going to say about it. I like the first season. I'm like, see, I'm already talking about. It. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not talking about The Bear. So that's your homework assignment for you. See generates. Watch the bear so you know how why I'm angry. I have been watching. I think you should leave. Solid. Tim Robinson. Very good. Uh, anyway, that's not the point. Because no one really, I mean, people do watch shows. It's, it's such a stretch. such an assignment now. It's the thing with watching TV shows. It's like a homework assignment. Like, all right, I'll schedule. No, I'll get to that. Fine. No, I haven't watched. Yes, I'll watch it. So I can talk to you. So we have something to talk about. And then, uh, then I'll look at podcast clips for eight hours as it's jammed in my face on every device that I have. 
Did that debate thing happen last week between RFK and uh, Joe Rogan and the doctor or something? Like, so you, <laughs> that was great. Well, the, the doctor who created the vaccine, basically, for COVID, is getting called out by every fucking nut job. Well, debate, debate RFK on Joe Rogan. What? What? Yeah, if your science is so good, why don't you debate it? On a meathead show. Debate it. No, I'm not going to debate the guy who says Wi-Fi creates cancer. <laughs> that's, how, that's how science works. You don't really debate things. You, you, write, you, know, you write reports and you submit them. You don't really... Yeah, although Wi-Fi could create cancer. How the fuck do we know? I tell you what, cell phones definitely create cancer. That I know. <laughs> Not that I know. It's something that's been proven. And you know, the funny thing was, when cell phones first came out, we were all like, and they were, they, they were scared. It's like, yeah, it causes cancer right by your head. Yeah, by putting it to your head. You know, that radi- radiation, the battery. And then um, it proved, I guess like studies prove that it's true. And cell phones did nothing. The companies did nothing to fix it. They just lucked into the fact that we like to text more than talk. That's all that happened. They just waited it out. Like, well, maybe people won't want to talk with the phone next to their head. And that's true. We don't. We do Bluetooth. We do shit like that. But we text a billion more times than we talk. We ne- that couldn't have. We couldn't have guessed that when cell phones were first invented. If you want to come back to me in time, remember when the fo- first phones were coming out? People had those prepaids, and only rich people have phones, and everyone had phones. I remember when I first got my phone. I think I think unlimited text was like five dollars more or something. I'm talking about I'm talking about when you couldn't call, you could call call after nine p.m. That would they would charge you more. They would charge money. Long distance call. People don't understand what long distance calls used to be. You know, that, that, that's what I meant by long distance relationship. You just couldn't afford it. You couldn't afford all the phone calls. So if you would call it, you would, you would call after nine to make it free and before nine o'clock, it would cost money. Insane. But I remember signing up for the phone. Like, okay, do you want unlimited? Te-? I'm like, unlimited text. Fuck. No, I'm never going to text. That's what I thought when I got my first phone. I'm never going to text. A day into owning a phone, that's all I did was text. What? I cannot have to talk to someone, not have a conversation? This is amazing. I'm using T9. Sure, I'll use that word. 20 years later, and I guess that's the new technology, that autofill, autofill is finally going to recognize, not suggest the word ducking when you're texting. Yeah, I don't ever want to say ducking. You ducking moron. Um, so I would go over immediately. Okay, I need to change the text message. But, but because of that, we just don't get cancer anymore because we don't have the phone next to our heads anymore. So I will give him that. Although that's not RFK's thing. I don't want to give him RFK. Anyway, um, <laughs> what am I talking about? Oh, yeah. Cell phones and cancer. I don't want to. That's that's it. Those are more more podcasts. More podcasts. This is podcast within a podcast. I'm talking about the story I wanted to get to before it's already too late. People, it's weird. People don't really uh, know what I'm talking about when I talk about this story. The Amazon kids, not Amazon shopping. There was a plane crash by the Amazon, and four kids survived. And then they were looking for them for over a month in the jungle. And they survived that. So, like, the mom died. The pilot died. People died in this plane crash. And I guess the way the kids' seats were set up, they survived it. They were, like, on a different level. I don't know how that, that whole thing works. But then, so they go, so they, so, you know, the rescue team goes to the to the wreckage. And they see footprints. Like, oh, my God, some people survived. And they realize it was kids. Four kids. A family. See what the age is. I think the oldest one might have been 13, but one was like two, like four and 11. And they survived over a month in the jungle. They were fine. 
I guess the grandmother taught them. Like, I guess they're like some part of indigenous tribe. They're not part of indigenous tribe, but they have roots in this indigenous tribe. So the grandmother, like you know, they keep those traditions alive. Like taught them all these survival skills. They're like they're fine. Matter of fact, the grandma's like, they're fine. We're yeah, I, I hate that my daughter's dead, but the grandkids would be no problem whatsoever. And they're right. Rescue missions after they they when they came up on them, they were like fucking grilling out. <laughs> they set up a whole cup. They set up a hut. They go, hey, there you are. Where you guys been? We've been waiting. We thought you'd be coming around soon. Well, can I get you something? Can I get you a uh, a hog burger? We killed a hog. We're going to grill them up later, but I guess we can start now since you're here. This search party sounds fun, too. I guess they, they one guy, the, the, they drank Yeage or I, you know, the ayahuasca. You know, the hallucinogenic that Aaron Rodgers loves. This volunteer, Henry Guerrero, says, I told him, there's nothing to do here. We're not going to be able to find him with the naked eye. The last resource to take Yage. <laughs> so his aunt brought some Yage for the group, and the whole fucking rescue group took ayahuasca and went on a mission to find these kids. Make it spiritual. And they fucking found I mean, what? I love this story. You imagine if American kids were dropped in the jungle? I mean, American kids, American adults, if I was in the jungle, I'd be dead in two hours. I'd be eating my own arm within three hours of being lost in a jungle after a plane crash. Like, well, this is it. This is how I go down. I can see my friends being on drugs looking for me, though. That's the only way, the only way we're going to find CJ is if we get fucking high as shit. You have to think like him. <laughs> like, like, like the people. Take some ayahuasca. I know that's not how you pronounce it. I only say that because the people love correcting me on that. Um... An Air Force video played by news outlets showed rescuers using long lines to get the kids into a waiting helicopter. The kids didn't even want to go. Like, eh, we're kind of good where we're at. They had them wrapped in blankets. They did all right. So they're all fine. They began to eat seeds. They used flour from the plane. When they ran out, they ate seeds. Then they hid in tree trunks and shielded themselves from animals. Gee, I mean, What? These are the most resilient kids in the world. The grandfather said they, uh, the oldest brother fed him baby formula taken from the plane that was used that he gave his sister water. They were a little tired when they found him. Right. They ran to, they ran to hug. I mean, just, Jesus Christ. And the grandparents like, they're well-schooled in what's safe to eat and what's not in the jungle. Can you imagine just surviving off the jungle? I'm not reading this whole article, but. So the kids are doing fine. They're eating a little. They're actually a little. They're stuffed. They're not even eating them. They're not even eating that much at home. They're stuffed from all the. They want to go back in the jungle. We're we we're living good out there. <laughs> Always blessed, he said. That's what we are. Always blessed. They're drawing pictures to let off steam. Amazing. To let off steam. Yeah, you know we're just tired. So shout out to the Amazon kids. I mean, that's beyond, I just can't comprehend that. How quickly I would start crying that I didn't, that I, I would hate to survive a plane crash, period. Although, to be the only one to survive, that'd be fucking nuts. I would like to survive a commercial plane crash, not like a small one over a jungle, like a, a South. There's a few Southwest airlines. I wouldn't mind going down and hop out of there. Remember Mark Wahlberg said that if he was in uh, one of the planes that went through the twin towers on nine 11, that he, <laughs> he could, Oh, he said he would have took him down. That's right. My buddy Sean Flannery, who's on last episode, who we do uh, the Blackout Diaries with, by the way. If you're looking for yet another podcast to subscribe to, subscribe to the Blackout Diaries. Hilarious show that me and Sean Flannery do about drinking stories. Tune in anywhere pods are told. Find that Blackout Diaries. He thinks, he has, a, he has a theory that if he was in that plane that went through the Twin Towers, that if he 
leapt forward Superman style. When it hit, he could go right through the windshield and survive and like go through the, t- <laughs> through the windshield of the plane, through the building. If it didn't hit anything and survive that way, how you would land. I don't know, but like, that's how you survive the impact of the crash. I love plane survival technique. You're not surviving a fucking plane crash. Not a commercial, not a big plane. Small ones, I guess you can. Small ones are like, they're like just big, big knee braces on you. Like Forrest Gump. Anyway, uh, this show's getting long. It's gone way too long. That's me. I am the man in the box. Thank you again for listening. And I'm, I hope everyone, especially on YouTube. I'm glad I can help you get through your yard work, your driving, and everything else you guys were commenting about. Make sure you like the YouTube video and subscribe to it. We're, we're, we're growing. We're growing there. With thanks to the clips and shorts. Uh, but everyone else who's listening now on the podcast, please write a review. Five star. Tell 50,000 of your friends to subscribe to the Bottom Line Bonds with CJ Sullivan. Follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken. Or at Twitter at CJ Sullivan underscore. That's basically about it. Um, <laughs> that's all the other things you want to know. But uh, yes, you, you should be subscribed to the show that you're listening to. That's That goes with the uh, territory. And as I play the music out here, I think che- the beer review, cheers to beer, says he just fixed a leaky toilet too. Thanks to me, the bottom line bombs, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Now you're the man in the hot box. You, you, sir, cheers to beers, could probably uh, survive in the jungle with those kids for over a month. The way you're so handy, I could never do that. But way to go. Anyway, that's going to do it. Thank you and good night. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.